0: I want my kids to know, like, there's there's a better way to be. There's a, there's ways to look at this world, and and to show up as your best version of yourself. Now they're they're mm-hmm. gonna bump their heads, scrape their knees, just like I did. I'm sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I was hoping to eliminate some of those bruises along yeah. the way. It's finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist. Speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena.
1: So hello and welcome to a, another episode of the Do It With Dan podcast. I am your host, Daniel Mangena. Genna, Gena, Gena, Uh, Yeah, I know. The guy with the voice at the beginning does it a lot more fun than I do. I'm here with a new buddy, new kindred spirit, new soul bro. I don't know. He's just a really cool cat, and I'm hoping to develop a relationship with him. JM is uh, he's a fellow podcast host. He's a speaker. He's a, a coach. Uh, He's got a couple of kick-ass books, which we're going to give you some links to. His philosophy, let's go win. I love that it isn't just about let's go win at business. Let's just go win at the dating game. Let's go win in the gym. Like me, he really understands the holistic nature of wholeness in our life. And so I'm excited to share them with you, have a conversation, and talk a bit more about the thing. So, JM, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, brother. As I told you on my show, having Dan in my life, it's a good thing. So, I'm expecting another hour, 20 minutes, 30, whatever it is, brother, I'm
1: excited. Was so. <laughs> awesome, awesome. First things first, was it deliberate to have a sexy Madonna sounding couple of initials at the beginning of the name, or... <laughs> Or was it that that's just how it went? Like, are we talking initials? Are we talking that the, the computer is going to self destruct if you tell me the secret? What's going on, bro?
0: Well, I was a slow child, Daniel. That's what it was. Ultimately, my mom made it really easy on me and went with JM. What she didn't forecast is I don't enunciate very well. So if people are like, what's your name? I'm like, Jam. And they're like, Jam? I'm like, yeah, oh, that's cool. Sure. <laughs>
1: So, with JM.
0: <laughs> so it's, it's been all my life. It's been JM. Cause I don't think I spoke until I was three and since a half and mm-hmm. since I've been kind of going. So that's how the whole thing started. If you call me James, Michael, that just means I'm in deep
1: trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we'll stay with jam jamming with JM today. Um, bro, you're down in Florida right now. Um, you've got a beautiful family. You're making an impact in the world. I love to give people a bit of inspiration to see that it's not always a smooth journey, but sometimes it is, but it's just a journey. It's just a journey. Tell us a bit more about you becoming the wonderful human that you are today. Like what's that journey? Like how, how do we put one of those in the oven and get out the same thing?
0: Well, you're going to fall down, scrape your knees a whole bunch. You're going (laughs) to, you're going to get your butt kicked a fair amount of times and yep. some victories. So, uh, I'm a kid from Montana, pretty simple kid that uh, I just found this thing that I love helping people. And I don't mm-hmm. know that I always, I don't know. I like to coach even when I was a kid. My mom mm-hmm. thought I was going to be a teacher. I ended up mm-hmm. going coaching and. Mm-hmm. I don't know, brother. I just, I, as, as you said, kindred souls, I love to read and I love to read. And then I love to share information. Mm -hmm. And that's one of my favorite things to do is to find something out. I don't know anything about and share that. And ultimately I I learn it, I apply it. And then I reflect, was it good? Was it bad? Mm -hmm. And it's just led me down this really cool path. So for instance, if you said, Hey, my back hurts, I'd be Mm -hmm. like, all right, man have you ever heard of a so right? And then you say, yes, no, whatever the answer is. And I would say, you know what, this has been really helpful for me. And so I think that's kind of lent to meeting really cool people along the way, because Mm -hmm. again, whether it's adding value or just a snippet of, Hey, this really helped me out. It might be good for you too that's just kind of my philosophy is just, I look, I want to learn from you and hopefully I can, you know, apply some of that. And, and I try to do the same. So I hope that answers your question, but it's yeah, just, it
1: does. it does.
0: Yeah. And it, so it's just been one of those things, man, meeting tons of cultures around the world mm-hmm. and knowing mm-hmm. that, you know, my little small microcosm of a life in, in Montana, that's very small. And so when I went to study abroad, it was like, okay, cool. There's this whole other uh, cultures and thoughts and philosophies. And I really, really enjoy that. So it's just kind of made me into, I guess, what it, what I am, which is I'm curious. I love to mm-hmm. understand and provide some of value along the
1: way. Mm, Talk to me about studying abroad. That's something that I never actually, if I only did one year of my degree, I didn't finish. No, tell a lie. I did another year by remote learning. I didn't finish. But interestingly, I still have wrangled it that I'm just putting together a proposal for a PhD, which is funny the way that goes. It's like, didn't finish your bachelor's, but you do a PhD. But studying abroad is something I feel more people should do. I think this is something powerful. Even when I look at the year I did spend at uni, we had people from other parts of the world and you get to explore a different culture and you get to be, you know, in a different environment. And and I think that just led, I think if more people were exposed to more than just the bubble that they know to be their life, I think there'd be a lot more compassion and understanding in the world. Did you find that studying Abroad, aside from giving you snippets, actually changed any of your ideologies and any of your ideas about people?
0: Well, a thousand percent. So uh, what happened was I I was an athlete and I tore up my knee for the third time. So my athletic career kind of ceased to exist the way I thought it was going to. Well, that mm-hmm. gave me an opportunity, which is to go study abroad. And I ended up studying in Groningen, uh, the Netherlands, and mm-hmm. my kids are terrible. So I apologize to any Dutch people for not rolling <laughs> very well. Um, but I got really luck- lucky, Daniel, because when I got there, there was three rows of housing with 20 kids in each one. So we had 60 kids basically under one roof ranging from Japan to Spain to, uh, there was two of us from the U S to, uh, Scotland to China. I mean, all over. And my roommate was Italian. And what we ended up doing was every Sunday, a different country would, would, uh, cook their meals, uh, from their home And so, brother, I just got to experience, you know, when you're watching somebody cook for three, four hours, like Italians, they're drinking wine the entire time. No wonder their food's so amazing.
1: It's
0: <laughs> just to how like the Spaniards just have this really cool way to go about, uh, you know, enjoying their meal. And it's, it's more of a social affair. So I mm-hmm. just... I got really, really lucky. I didn't know that was going to be the case, but Mm -hmm. it just kind of sent me on this journey to want to explore more, want to learn more. And Mm -hmm. it's just, I think it's so unique to see the way different cultures are raised and and what's important to them value-wise. So I suggest it very strongly to anyone. uh, If you're going to study try to study abroad. I had an amazing experience and it's, it's something I've definitely reflected back on and said, what a cool experience that I was afforded to do because my new, my knee blew out. So it was one of those things like that sucks. That was amazing. So it was just one of those. Mm-hmm. things.
1: Awesome. Yeah. My sister, um, my sister's got an Italian partner And they live, uh, she and Arturo live in Amsterdam. So she moved to Amsterdam uh, and they live together in Amsterdam. They bought a house, like they're there, they do the Amsterdam thing. So um, when I do go to Europe, I have historically flown into Amsterdam first, hung out with them and gone to do the thing. This time when I go this summer, I'm actually just going to be in Italy, pretty much, although I've got a trip to Spain, but yeah, um, Amsterdam, the people there are really cool, which always confuses me because when you look at what happened with apartheid in South Africa, it's like, hang on a minute, these two people are from the same country. <laughs> it's like, that's a little bit discombobulated. <laughs> you know, I never thought of that. And that's yeah.
0: fascinating because obviously the colonization with Dutch and that's really, mm. you just spun my noodle a little bit there because you're talking right. about one of the most progressive countries in the world in the Netherlands.
1: Exactly. That's fascinating. What We're doing
0: Brother that that you got me twisted in a good way today <laughs> Stop me, and I'm like, huh, so yeah, yeah. That's, that's remarkable. yeah
1: yeah, I mean, always like I mean, for example, I'm not going to this one's a bit too charged for me to get into. I was listening to um a debate pro and against um reparations the other day, both African Americans. So it wasn't like, you know, an Anglo American and African American were arguing us two African Americans arguing for and against reparations. And then you look at, um, you know, some of the, some countries have got some really, I mean, look what the Spaniards were doing in different parts of the world. They were kind of going in. Uh, and then you see the culture that exists now. And it's just interesting to see how culture can progress, how there are some underlying remnants of it. There was a lot of trouble, um, When the last royal visit to the Caribbean, people weren't happy that their royal overlords were coming to say hello and wanted to break away and all sorts of things. It's like there are pockets of history that reflect people in a certain light. And there are ways that people show up today. And it always makes me wonder, do we need to address aspects of our history in order to move forward? Or can we just leave history, the past in the past and move forward? That's just always a conversation I've always been interested in.
0: I love the idea of having open dialogue. So for instance, you mentioned South mm-hmm. Africa for anybody listening, mm-hmm. if you haven't been and gone to Robin Island. You have to, in my opinion, because Nelson Mandela is literally one of those, one of the most remarkable humans to ever set foot mm-hmm. on earth. But look, the history is what it is. And here's a man you want to talk about forgiveness. You want to talk about someone that is just admirable uh, mm-hmm. His amount of forgiveness in and why? Because he forgave for himself, and mm-hmm. it's like one of those things. Look, you have to go, you have to see the cell, and realize for 27 years this man was falsely imprisoned, beaten, you know, defecated. I mean, just the the worst things that can mm-hmm. happen to a human being, and yet he comes out, mm-hmm. and he is able to see past that for a greater mm-hmm. cause than himself. Mm-hmm. And it's truly again, man. I am very passionate. And and when we went to South Africa for uh, to go to to see the culture, uh, to go on a mm-hmm. safari and see the animals, which is amazing. Uh, it was one of the more. It's I'll never forget it, and it's something mm-hmm. that it, I think we need to look at the history. It, it happened. We can't mm-hmm. bury our head in the sand, in my opinion, and we mm-hmm. should be ashamed. It it wasn't us. That's what happened. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about it so we can move forward. So that would be my stance. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm firmly of the shame doesn't actually move anything forward, but not having shame and not accepting responsibility for the choices we make today and how they impact people around the world today, I think is where the fine line is. I think sometimes we can actually get lost in taking productive action today by being caught in shame and, Oh, I'm so shameful about what my great, great grandparents did or whatever. Um, I'm working with a guy right now in my consulting business. They've got um, some land on St. John in the Caribbean and the U.S. Virgin Islands and like massive track of land, 160 acres. And his great, great grandfather was quite a prolific slave owner. Right. Um, there was a big slave rebellion that kicked off. And uh, he's like, yeah, I want to I want to make sure that parts of our land are held off and conserved so that there's a place for memory. So he's like, okay, my great great grandparent did this or whatever. Have I benefited it from it? Of course. I've got this big ass 160 acre plot of land, blah, blah, blah. But am I going to hold myself responsible for someone else's actions? No. But I am going to say, okay, what can I do right now to move this conversation forward? And um I just find that to be a bit more productive. Um, I understand that sometimes people are caught in pain and they want to hear the other person say, Oh, yes, I'm this and that. But Does it really do anything? Um, Maybe emotionally, but not practically. I don't know. I I don't have enough chickens in the fight (laughs) to really speak about it uh, first hand. But certainly I think when when we're looking at something in a way of, okay, I accept this. I accept that I'm responsible for what I do going forward from here. And what can I do? responsibly going forward i think that's just uh sorry for that quick tangent detour but um but yeah, yeah I to... mean,
0: is, it's a fascinating subject very polarizing but you know like mm-hmm. you, I, i'm married to a different race uh, my mm-hmm. wife is asian and mm-hmm. look there's there's challenges i was <laughs> my white guy from montana wasn't like it wasn't like my <laughs> in-laws were like yes this is what we hope for for a child but but you know what they have embraced me. These are my, I mean, they're like my second parents. They really are. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and I think so often it's just ignorance, man. Uh, They didn't Mm -hmm. know me at first. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know you're married to a a gal from another culture. And so Mm -hmm. it's become such a melting pot in the world. I know there's some crappy people out there with some really weird backwards ideas. I I know they exist, but I don't Mm -hmm. That's the majority. And I don't think pigeonholing an entire race or an mm-hmm. entire group of people is a good idea. And mm-hmm. I heard something this is, I thought the best way uh, put, he's like, look, there is one race and it's called mm-hmm. the race. that mm-hmm. is. It. And the way he put it, I was like, it was pretty profound, man. It's like, you're right. Yeah. There's different cultures right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's cultures of America. You're from the UK. That's a different mm-hmm. culture. Um, mm-hmm. now you live in Mexico. That's a different culture, but mm-hmm. it, really, there is only one race. And if we can start to look that way, it's not altruistic. I want to know about other cultures, but it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, man, I, I want to talk about it because it happened and let's mm-hmm. learn from it. So history doesn't repeat itself in a negative.
1: Mm-hmm. Way. Mm-hmm. I l- agree. agree. Here, here. Um, When you look at the philosophies that you share in your book, let's go in. How much of it is personal circumstances from your own journey? And how much of it is what you witnessed from the lives of others that you compiled into your, into your work?
0: That's a very insightful question without reading the book. Uh, So the majority is from my parents, grandparents, authors, and mentors. And Mm -hmm. the reason I wrote the book was for my two boys. I have a 15 and 12 year old sons now Mm -hmm. And the whole idea is I wanted to take because I read about 20 to 30 books a year. Typically, I wanted to Mm -hmm. take the snippets of each one and each lesson. And I wanted to give them one guide to say, look, if dad gets hit by a bus tomorrow, here's some philosophies that have treated Mm -hmm. him well. And I think I did. I think the voice came through and. What's interesting is only one of my sons has actually read the entire thing, (laughs) Um, so and I'm chuckling because I've kind of accepted the fact that when he's ready, he'll read it, and that's cool. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. But to answer your question directly, yeah, there's definitely me in it, but so Mm -hmm. much of it was from people that taught me so much, and Mm -hmm. these authors that I've never met that some are passed away, like Viktor Frankl. I quote a lot because, again, one of those people that I just I look up to as a mm-hmm. human being, and he's in there. And so I just, so much of that, I want my kids to know, like, there's, there's a better way to be. There's a, there's ways to look at this world and, and to show up as your best version of yourself. So that's my hope. Now they're, they're mm-hmm. going to bump their heads, scrape their knees, just like I did. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I, I was hoping to eliminate some of those bruises along yeah. the way.
1: Allow them to live vicariously through your knee bumping as much as possible. So <laughs> uh, you brought up a point um, there about the authors that inspired you. And there's a very, very crass joke that um, Dave Chappelle, a lot of Dave Chappelle's comedy is a little bit... <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> a little bit strong. Um, a lot of it is a little bit strong. But um, there was a... <laughs> There was a joke that he told once. um, I'm not even going to call it a joke. There was a a skit that he shared once or a a, a performance he did where he was speaking about the children who were impacted by the supposed actions of Michael Jackson. And uh, he was like, Michael Jackson done these beautiful things for the world. If he wants to do a little bit of Jesus juicing, then he gets to do a bit of Jesus juicing. Now, there's an idea behind that i think he was really driving at what we let people get away with because they're special so, as opposed to him actually agreeing with that but there was it, it, when i first heard that there was something that kind of came up around a sermon that i heard i must have been about 18 years old and i was raised in a very conservative uh, christian denomination called seventh day adventist and the preacher was doing this sermon and he was like you know not all of the pastors are going to be great the church might get it wrong sometimes, but this place is where the truth is. So there's going to be some bumps, like let it, let it go. I'm landing somewhere. Stay with me. Now, some of these authors haven't necessarily been the best human, and yet their work has done great things. We talk about Nelson Mandela, you know, his kids are open. He was a horrible dad. He just wasn't that greater father. Um, his infidelity was, you know, well-documented. And yet his contribution to the freedom of the people of South Africa, the, the native people of South Africa, has been profound. How much, and this is, I want to do a little JMDM time here on this one. How much grace can we give someone to be lapsed in some aspects of the humanity because of what they contribute to humanity, in your opinion?
0: Boy, this is a fascinating question. Uh, there's mm-hmm. only a couple things where I just cannot forgive, and that's taking mm-hmm. advantage of the weak. Uh, mm-hmm. that is so. Let's say, let's take the worst: rape, mm-hmm. murder, um, mm-hmm. molestation. I mm-hmm. cannot forgive. I can't look past. I just can't. Right? Mm-hmm. Infidelity. You. you can it's is it right? No, not at all.
1: Mm-hmm. But you can wrap uh, your head around that one. What's
0: I I can. I can say yeah, like yeah. just this is his weakness and this is his mm-hmm. his journey for mm-hmm. whatever reason that's his dark side if you will. Mm-hmm. Um so I can look past that. We, you know it, and there's been some really polarizing examples recently where it's like are they really bad human beings or mm-hmm just say some really stupid stuff mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I don't know because I don't know them personally. So to answer your question, uh, Michael Jackson, for instance, I must give him a lot of grace because he's one of my favorite artists of all time. Now, mm-hmm. if he really did what I've th- been told he's done, did mm-hmm. I ever listen to his music again? Probably not. Because mm-hmm. if that was my child, I would have physically taken him out. I would have murdered and then I would be done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's really fascinating because, uh, for instance, I was doing a blog the other day and Henry Ford, okay, mm-hmm. he, he has a quote whether you think you can or can't, you're right. You're right. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorites, right? But if you look, he's got some really anti Semitic stuff and language that he had done. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize it until I started doing more research. Now, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So I didn't do the entire article of, that I wanted to mm-hmm. on Henry Ford, but I did use this quote. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man, there's like certain boundaries where you're not yeah. celebrating the nastiness, but they're mm-hmm. human beings. And, and the one thing I will say, we all make mistakes. We've all, mm-hmm. I know I've made a lot and mm-hmm. I've tried to always you know, make up for those. And, and, you know, I'm sorry, anything I can do to get past it. But so I don't know, man, gosh, you, mm-hmm. that again, you, you make me think differently, Dan.
1: <laughs> Cause I mean, the, 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 the noodles uh, bakes my noodles. Again, going back to the, the discussion I was listening to about reparations, you know, if we go back 300 years, 250 years, it was normal to subjugate someone that looked a certain way and to treat them like an animal and to own them as property. It was normal, people were bought and sold. Now, um, slavery had happened all over the world. I just think the the slavery that happened in the Americas was a little darker (laughs) because, I mean, people like to quote ancient Rome, yeah, but in ancient Rome, slavery was something that you could buy yourself out of. You were still a human, it's just that you were, it was another class of human that you weren't paid for your labor. You weren't considered non-human in order to, to treat people a certain way. And yet it's still wrong. We know that to be wrong, right? But it was normal at the time. And so when we reflect on the actions of, for example, you know, a plantation owner, whatever, they were operating within the framework of something that was considered to be normal. There were people that I remember I watched the movie 12 Years a Slave. And, uh, you know, um, Chito for the I don't remember the name of the character he was playing in the movie, but he had different experiences in his slavery journey, right? There was some where it was like, whoa, right, that's a kind of dark. And there was some that, okay, I've got property and I'm going to, you know, I want to keep them. So I don't think everybody was a horrible, deep, dark slave master that beat and raped all their, their slaves. And yet it was normal at the time. So I look at, you. I bring this up because you mentioned about Henry Ford, there are some things that we look back on now as just not OK, and yet they were OK at the time. Should they have been OK at the time? No, but there's nothing we can do about that now. We can say, OK, it's not OK today. What are we are going to do? There was um, a load of. A load of stuff that came out about stuff that Joe Biden said, President Biden said over the years about African-Americans, even going up to as close as, as recent years, as things that he said about Barack Obama when he was coming up through Congress or whatever, And yet, when we look at recent American history, that was considered socially acceptable, even as recently as the 60s and 70s. So it's like, yeah, we're going to call people out as being wrong for doing this and doing that, but how much grace are we going to give people to evolve? Again, I agree with you, there are hard lines. You don't evolve from being a murderer or a rapist or a molester for the most part, but, where do we draw the line in terms of giving people grace to evolve from some of these things that we say, I'm going to cancel this person because of what they said 30 years ago. Yeah.
0: And that's a great um, perspective and, and being able to reflect, obviously you, you have different judgment. I, I guess what I think we've evolved to, or what I hope we've evolved to is as, as a human race is dislike someone based on their actions, never on their race, creed, color, religion, whatever, like that, that mm-hmm. makes sense. And, and we're mm-hmm. seeing it right now with uh, some of those, you know, non-binary or the, the gender thing where it's like, look, this is new. And mm-hmm. let's say I have a 99 year old grandmother. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine how she would feel if it's like, well, actually it's not a man. It's not a woman. And she's going well. Biologically, they were born mm-hmm. this way. That's a lot for a ninety-nine-year-old to process, in my opinion. To Process mm. for ninety-five years. <laughs> or, or, oh, you're a man, or you're a woman. So this is a pretty new idea, or mm-hmm. relatively speaking, right? I, I At least. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. It's it's interesting to see how we have changed, evolved, and hopefully it's just for the better. Where it's like, look, mm-hmm. if that person hurts other people. Yeah. I don't like them, Mm -hmm. but I don't care what they look like if they're kind and they're a good person. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that's where we get to, if we're not there. already. So I don't know.
1: I love that. I love that. I think that's a great perspective. And my whole thing is, I mean, even down to the the gender and the sexual orientation, I personally don't understand why people get so worked up about what other adults do consensually with their body parts. Like I'm like, (laughs) That's what you want to lick and that's what you want to suck. Go for it. How about it. Like, you know, everybody's consenting. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I know, I know people in my life who are horribly homophobic. I just don't get it. You know, I've got friends from different parts of the, the queer community. I don't have any trans friends right now. I'd love to get to know somebody from the trans community and be able to, to dialogue and understand the, the culture. And the, I mean, my gay friends, for the most part, I understand right? Like I get it. My One of my best friends, um, she's lesbian. Like I've been there, I've gone to the gay parties and I've been in the culture, immersed in it, understand the mentality and the flow of things. Non-binary, I don't know anyone. Trans, I don't know anyone. Moving either way in terms of gender allocation. Um, But I think it would be great for us as humans to not, like you said, be caught up in a choice that someone makes that affects and impacts them and them alone. And I think that they're, and this is my personal opinion, again, I don't have enough horses in the race to to speak to this, but I think that as a community, um, those pockets of the queer community, whether it's trans, pansexual is a new one, I'm trying to wrap my head around at the moment, um, gender allocate, like gender identity, all of it. I think some grace For people catching up is going to be potent because I think there's a lot of pain and suffering happening because of how we're speaking and, and re- reacting to things that people have said from a place of genuinely innocent ignorance rather than hate. I think some pockets of pain, canceling, and so on and so forth, it's not because someone's trying to inflict pain on you, they just don't understand. Now, maybe they don't have the capacity to step into a place of understanding now. But again, much to your point, it's something new. Um, and I agree with you. Let's just love people for being humans and, you know, have boundaries for what we don't accept for behaviors from humans against other humans.
0: I, I think hopefully we get there. I will say this, and you mentioned earlier uh, Seventh-day Adventist. Uh, you, yeah, you, thank you. Yeah. I was raised Catholic. So this mm-hmm. conversation, again, faith, in a faith, let's just take faith for mm-hmm. a moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Look, it's a good thing, right, to have faith. And and again, whether it's God, Allah, Buddha, I don't mm-hmm. care. I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. What beliefs are that's cool. Mm-hmm. Challenges. Some of these are from hundreds, thousands of years ago. These ideals, so it hasn't evolved. So some of this ignorance, hate. Mm-hmm. rhetoric is coming from a place of, well, this is what the Bible says. This is what Jesus, God said, whatever. And, and mm-hmm. the interpretations unfortunately have not e- evolved. And mm-hmm. so I think that's where a lot of that comes from. And again, I hope because I don't practice religiously quote unquote, uh, Um <laughs> But in large part, because some of the ideas are so antiquated. Now, if it makes you Mm -hmm. a better person, I want you to be a Catholic. Cool.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Whatever you are, I don't care if it makes you a better person, go do that. But Mm -hmm. um, I just, I think that's where some of that, I do believe that's where it comes from. So if they can, the churches, if they can come together and say, what are we trying to do? We're trying to love more people. We're trying to have a happier place. Let's evolve. Let's change. Let's at least be accepting. Um, mm-hmm. And this is a, we could dive deep on this one, but
1: <laughs>
0: faith is is an interesting thing because it, it, it gives people their boundaries, their principles, but sometimes they're not always positive.
1: Yeah. I think one of my, I, I've practiced since about, so I was an annoying kid in church. It was like, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like females are genetically more complete than a male. So how can, how can men have come first doesn't really chicken and eggs there guys or like (laughs) yeah it's like okay so everybody died in the flood so we're all from Noah's bloodline so where do all the different blood types come from (laughs) right so I was the one that was asking these questions and getting quoted Deuteronomy 29 29 the secret things are of God so shut up Dan (laughs) sit down but um (laughs) so I I went off on my own journey um and realized I, I remember the first time i got a keyword study bible which breaks down the aramic in the old testament and the new testament greek and you can see it does side by side certain keywords what they were in the original language and the meaning and even the difference between eloh and elohim elohim is plural Eloh is 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 singular and for the most part a lot of quotes especially in the first five books of the bible are elohim, and sorry elohim which is a, a plural and then even when you look at um some of the words for like when it's capitalized in the King James, um Adonai, it's not even the same. And you got Yahweh, so you got all of these different names. It's like, okay, what's really going on here? And I, I really sat and I said, Do you know what? What if what if everyone's kind of reading from the same hymn book but from a different angle? And then I got into the Gilgamesh epics and the Anuma Elish, which mirrors stories from the Bible, but slightly different. Um, Enki and Enlil and Opnefishtum, the story of Noah, very, very different, but the core story's there. The Aborigines have got a dream town that's very, very similar to the story of Adam and Eve. They've got a similar one again in, um, in uh, Sumerian, hist- um, Sumerian um, mythology as well. There's all of these different stories and you, I just sat down and I said, hang on a minute, what if we stripped away all the language, all the manipulation by humans, all the cultural differences and went down to its core, everything's the same. Someone says, but Dan, Hinduism is is a polytheistic. Actually, if you look at the Islamic Judeo-Christian concepts about the singular or top, top God, you'll actually find those same principles are applied to the universe in Hinduism. And then actually, when you look at the different Hindu gods, all of those Hindu gods are not too dissimilar from agents of the most high that you find even in the Bible, different angels, beasts, beings. So it's like, oh, wow, what if we drop this idea that we're all so different and just allowed ourselves to experience the universe, divine source, divinity um, in our own way and sort of let people get on with it? And that's well, what I've done for the last 20 years.
0: I mean, I think of the, to simplify it for my brain anyway, like for instance, just taking mm-hmm. the languages and translating there, that's, that's a big leap. You mm-hmm. from the UK, I'm from America. There are certain words mm-hmm. used. use. I know what you're saying, I think, but you know, like you say mates, <laughs> I say buddies or brothers yeah. or, you know, yeah. or, you know, you know, the terminology where it's like, but that's, they're both English. Imagine going English okay. through, again, Chinese. That's a hard and
1: that's a- <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I love that. I I love the way we're just flowing here. Just I don't. Even, where did we start? I don't even know where we started today. we have just been just just riffing and grooving all over the place. Um, I want to bring this a little bit back again because I think. I think the guys listening have got the opportunity to, to dive into the mind of JM a little bit and just see what a big heart sits in there. So thank you again for coming and hang out with me for a second time today. And by the way, guys, I have recorded an episode for JM's podcast. We're going to pop that in the show notes. If he comes first, then it'll be in there. And if not, then we'll be updating it. So be sure to check back. Um, the work that you do right now, you're an entrepreneur, business owner, um, uh, common common love of personal development. You're always working on yourself and, and going to hang out with with people that edify, you know, that, that sharpen you and, and make you stronger. <laughs> on this journey of entrepreneurship and life, of course, you've gathered some of the principles and let's go in. And guys, we're going to pop a link to the book in the show notes as well. Um, I'll make sure that when I have read it, we'll do a, a book review on that as well, just to, to to give people some some highlights from it. But... <laughs> if you had to pull it all into like a couple of high level principles or ideas or concepts that have been supportive for you on your journey, I mean, being a pro athlete, but being an athlete, losing that journey, going abroad, interracial marriage, um, being a business leader, being a speaker, being an author, being a change maker. What are some of those principles or ideas that you would, you would say definitely have been supportive for you?
0: Love this question. Uh, and, and I'm going to start with vulnerability. So I was mm-hmm. a kid that was taught boys don't cry. Well, Hey, mm-hmm. that's a crock. Okay. We don't mm-hmm. want to stuffing stuffing. And then it blows like a volcano. So mm-hmm. I had to figure that out in my journey. It also made me a much better leader uh, when mm-hmm. I was truly vulnerable, my authentic self and my businesses grew substantially when I wasn't trying to look, act, or be a certain way, but rather was just JM. So that's, I would mm. start there as vulnerability. It's, it's the most profound lesson I've learned in my adult life. And it's something mm-hmm. that I hope my, my boys have learned and that they can mm-hmm. show up as their shining light that they truly are. Uh, mm-hmm. The second one would be courage. I want mm-hmm. people to just act with courage in terms of like you, man, we are talking on my podcast about your journey. You're a courageous dude, man. You went from the UK okay, to you. Mexico. That's not exactly like a, I'm going from, you know, England to Scotland, like, okay. <laughs> you went halfway across the world, bro, to a place yeah. where you teach and speak a different language. So that's mm. a courageous act. And I think you have been rewarded substantially for doing that. Um, and then here's the one I, I, every company that I have, we have fun as a value. Mm-hmm. And I think I have that to remind myself not to take life so seriously, to mm-hmm. enjoy the ride. And you said it. And, and I say it frequently, we don't know how long we're going to be on this earth. We really mm-hmm. don't. It could be gone. The moment I'm off this podcast, something could happen and that's it. And I hope mm-hmm. that while I was here, I showed up in a way that, Truly, I, I I made other people's lives better, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. the ride. And so those would be the three because I love threes. I'm gonna say vulnerability, mm-hmm. courage, and fun. That's what I try to okay. show up as every single day, and that's what I love about Let's Go Win. That's that's what we represent.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome, 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 um, and in terms of how you support people with the work, obviously you've got the book, uh you speak, you've got the podcast. What are some of your most fun ways for you to share your work with the world? Well, I
0: love podcasting, like what we're doing right now, I told you earlier, we could have gone for hours <laughs> at the time, and I just really enjoy meeting good people I'm mm-hmm. such a selfish endeavor, it really has because. I continuously meet amazing human beings and I want Mm. more and I want to I want to ask more. I want to understand where they're coming from. So that is my favorite thing that I do. I think the writing, once it's all done, I enjoy once the finished product is done. I can't (laughs) say that I enjoy the journey all the time. (laughs) You're dealing with some stuff as you're Mm. journaling this stuff out and you're like, wow. We got some work to do ourselves, Um, but that's the other way is with the books. And then anytime I get a chance to not so much uh, be a keynote, I do that sometimes, of course, but I love to moderate brother. I love, love, love being able to highlight someone else. It's truly my favorite. I think it's my calling. I really do because I think I'm a, I think I'm a decent keynote I think I'm a really good moderator. I do. So when I get a chance, whether it's an award show or just a meeting where I get to highlight someone else, I, it just fills my soul. It fills my cup and I just, it it's a great feeling. So those would be the three areas that I, I get a chance to give back and serve.
1: Awesome. 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 And um- it's starting to bring this into land a little bit. Um, and again, this has been awesome. Thank you again for the chance to hang out with you twice in a day. But um, as a boy, dad myself, I'm a new boy, dad. My son's 16 months. He's going to be 17 months in a, a week or two. Um, being an evolved man, I'm going to use that phrase, being an evolved man. Have you found that that's changed your journey as a father to two boys? Not changed, impacted. How's that impacted, should I say?
0: So I learn as much from my kids as as I think I teach them. And let me give you an example. Mm-hmm. Um, my 15-year-old, he has the best work ethic drive and grit of anyone I think I've ever seen. I I am I I admire him. And I don't think often parents are comfortable saying that. I'm completely comfortable saying I learned from him. My younger mm-hmm. boy, he loves with with no boundaries man he gives you everything when he gives you a hug it's that five-year-old hug and he's 12 like Mm -hmm. i'll hold hands with with my boy and most 12 year olds are like get away dad my my boy doesn't he loves fully and so Mm -hmm. i hope that answers what you're but i learned them and and let mm-hmm. me tell you something, brother. One thing I do want to share as a dad, and, and maybe you do this already with your son. I think you said his name is Ethan earlier. If I'm not yeah, Ethan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I since the boys were babies, I had a daily affirmation that they do every single evening before they go to bed. And my youngest will not go to bed unless we do it. Sometimes I kick myself because I'm like, oh, I'm tired. I just want to go to bed. <laughs> but you know what it's done brother it has allowed him when he's been bullied when he has not felt you know great about a situation because of these affirmations that we do every single night he knows that's not true he knows authentically this is who he is and so Mm -hmm. that rewiring or wiring straight away when they were babies i'm hoping by the time they're 43 which is how old i am i'm hoping we're just looking at somebody that's really bringing an impact to the world. That's my hope. Mm. And and as a dad, that, that's what my goal is, is to raise with my beautiful wife, two Mm. boys genuinely give back to society and, and they leave the world a better place. So um, Mm. unique journey. I love it.
1: Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. JM. uh, I, I really feel as a listener that, I'm a little bit jealous of the listeners to get to get poured in too, but then I'm like, I'm getting it firsthand, so I'm not jealous anymore. Um, this has been absolutely awesome. Thank you for coming to hang out with me today. Um, have you got any final thoughts to leave with with the listeners? Uh, and again, listeners, let's go in. We're going to pop uh, some some links in the show notes. Uh, is there anywhere specific that you want to direct people? as like a something that they can hear as a call to action.
0: Uh, you know, let's go win, uh, for the website or let's go win podcasts. I, I hope they mm-hmm. check out your episode because it's, you're an amazing host, but arguably you're a better guest because <laughs> you have so much knowledge. <laughs> so go check out, let's go win podcast. Um, the last thing you said, I, I do want to leave with this. Mm-hmm. You talked about yourself as a child questioning, you know, certain mm-hmm. things in, in the religion you're in. I want people to question their self-limiting beliefs. I want people Mm -hmm. to stop and say, why do I think that way? Why am I unable to blah, 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 whatever the thing is. And here's Mm -hmm. what I want people to realize. They were more than likely heaped upon you. These are generations of their own limiting beliefs that have come down to you. So I want everybody to know that if you choose not to do it, that's okay. That's your choice. Mm -hmm. Don't say you can't because you absolutely can. And I will Mm -hmm. say again, the Henry Ford quote, whether you think you can or can't, you're right. And brother, that's what I would, I guess, leave with because I'm passionate. I'm, I don't use the word hate, but Mm -hmm. I hate self-limiting beliefs. I hate them. And Mm -hmm. if I can eradicate one thing in the world, that would probably be what it would be.
1: Thank you so much, bro. Uh, again, thank you so much for coming to hang out, guys. Again, let's go in. Go check out the podcast. Grab the book. I'm going to be reading it too. It's on my list. We are going to. Um, we're going to probably there's going to be some blogs coming out of this. We hear a few things today. There's going to be some blogs coming out of this. So make sure you're following the blog. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, do it right now. I'll give you a moment to look for the button that's subscribe. Thank you. And when we, uh, when we finish up here, make sure you go and share it with a friend until next time, guys, keep dreaming with your eyes open. Remember you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, and purpose-driven life. Bye for now. Hey.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of do it with Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of do it with Dan.